have today the awesome privilege of bringing a word to you today. <laughs> and I say it is a privilege because it's not always a given. It is a privilege to come up here and be able to share what God has for his people. And um, we're starting a new month this month, August has begun, and we are doing uh, studies or messages on the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to be speaking to you on your relationship with the Holy Spirit. And Brother Nate was getting into my message a little bit, but I said, that's okay, you know, I'll, we'll continue from there, praise God. Um, before I get started today, I wanted to acknowledge two, uh, two visitors we have here with us today. Um, Pastors Adoni and Mercy Estrada, if you can just stand up and say hello to the congregation. And we're going to get right into the word. Hallelujah. How many of you are ready? Amen. I went and titled this message, Your Relationship with the Holy Spirit, or Your Relationship to the Holy Spirit. And the reason why I did that was because today I noticed that as Christians, we don't understand the power that resides within us. And we go through circumstances, situations in our lives, we go through different things, but we don't know how to tap into that power that resides within us as the people of God. I also notice that we can tend to be people who don't live life to its fullest in Christ Jesus I'm, I'm talking about. We cruise on, many of us as Christians, we cruise on and we go by as Christians, but we don't live our lives to the fullest in Christ Jesus. We still, you know, we all go through circumstances, I understand that, through situations, difficulties. We all go through that in life, but how do we take that and convert it into victory? How do we take what we're going through and live a victorious life in Jesus Christ versus just letting ourselves be led by emotion and what's going on in our lives for the moment. And I know you guys probably, I know, not probably, but those of you who have been in the Lord for a long time know what I'm talking about. Amen. <laughs> and I'm sure that you've seen that m many times over, and you're always wondering how can I help or how can we teach people to understand that you don't have to live your life in defeat. Right. You don't have to live your life always uh, outcast, feeling outcast or feeling lower than anyone else, that we can live victorious through Christ Jesus. So I, you know, this message today, I just want to, you know, first of all, lift it up to the Lord Jesus Christ, but also I pray that it will sit in the hearts of his people this morning. Um, I'm going to ask them to put up Romans, Romans um, 15, 13 a moment, up here on the screen if they can. I'm trying to read it from my Bible, but my eyesight is getting like, and I'm like... <laughs> It says, now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And I just love this verse that says that you may abound in hope. Because today we live a life where we're mostly hopeless. And you see a lot of hopeless people out there. And many of us call ourselves Christians, but yet we're living hopeless lives. I speak to people all the time. And I ask them, how are you doing? And they feel hopeless. They feel defeated. I wrote something here that I wanted to read an introduction. It says, even though the Holy Spirit lives and dwells within us, many times as Christians, we walk around feeling defeated, depressed, downtrodden, outcast, beaten, helpless. Yet the Holy Spirit of God, which dwells within us, is all-powerful, is unbeatable, unstoppable, matchless, 
supreme. I believe some Christians are still clueless to the power and magnificence of the Holy Spirit which lives and resides in the believer. Let's examine this truth today. Who is the Holy Spirit? Well, we know that the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, right? And the Holy Spirit, but He is also a person who lives and dwells within us. So what is your relationship? Can you ask your neighbor, what is your relationship to the Holy Spirit? What is relationship? What is real relationship? Because we talk, sometimes we, we throw words out there, but we're not sure of its meaning. You know, what is relationship? Well, relationship is the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected. That's what a relationship is. Or the state of being connected to someone or something. And then there's the state of being connected by blood or marriage. That's a relationship. And the way in which two or more people or organizations regard and behave toward one another. So... You see the different stages, you know, relationship can mean relationship between husband and wife. It can mean a marriage, but it also can mean being connected. Are you connected today? Are we connected to the Holy Spirit? That's the question I want you to ask yourself. Don't answer, but just ask you today. Are you connected to whom you need to be connected to, which is the Holy Spirit this morning? It's so important. Let's just pray a moment. Father, I thank you for this opportunity and this time that you have given me to be able to bring forth your word. I pray that it would sit in the hearts of each and every individual in this place. Father, use each and every one of us, even as we go out next Saturday, Lord God, to minister your word and to touch lives. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I plead the blood over each and every person in this place. Holy Ghost, that you would have your way. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for another day of gathering and another day of life. Thank you for all that you do for us, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Remember that the Holy Spirit is a person, first of all. He dwells where? In the believer, right? Perfecting us for that special day of what? Redemption. All right? His attributes can only be given to who? To a person. Can the Holy Spirit dwell in an inanimate object or an inanimate? No. It can only be given to a person. That's why it's a gift. It's so important that you understand the gift that God gave us. When he went on, when he ascended, he said, I'm sending you the, before that, he said, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. It's going to be with you. So that was the gift that he left behind for us. How many of you know that there are certain things that can keep us from really tapping into greatness in our walk with God, there are things that can keep us from that. How many of you know that today? There are things that can keep us from reaching goals in Christ Jesus that we would have reached and that God wants us to reach, but yet we ourselves make it difficult. And a lot of times we give, I always say we give a lot of credit to the devil, but a lot of times it's we ourselves. I, I would have to say, in looking at things, because I look at a lot of people and I look at them talking, and I go, and they start talking to me, oh, and the devil this, and I'm looking at them, I said, no, I think that's you. That's not really the devil now. 
Because are you doing what you're supposed to be? No, you're not. You're kind of grieving the Holy Spirit right now, and you're expecting then miracles when you're not living your life like you should. Or doing what God called you to do, or doing it the way Jesus said you're supposed to do it. So then we keep ourselves from great, greater things, and it's not the devil. And I don't want to blame the devil for everything because he's not to blame. And I, I say to people sometimes, I think that Christians give the devil a lot of help. I'm sorry to say that that way, but I'm just being truthful today. I feel we give him a lot of help. So he doesn't need to work hard for a lot of us because we, we give him all the help he needs. We do. <laughs> so I tell people, I think that 95% is us and 95% is the devil because he gets a lot of help from us as the people. Now let's go to, you know, um, I think Ephesians 4.30. It says, you know, how, that we can grieve the Holy Spirit. He can be grieved with our actions, our language, things that we do. And it says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So if it says do not grieve the Holy Spirit, that means we can grieve the Holy Spirit. Probably most of us have grieved the Holy Spirit at one point or the other in our lives because we're not perfect. And I understand that we're not perfect. No one is. If anybody was, they wouldn't be here right now. So if you think you're perfect, you're not because you're sitting here today. All right? We're not perfect. We're all, we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God, bottom line. So, but we can grieve the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that really hurts me is to see people come to Christ and they're in Jesus Christ for many years and their lives are still the same of when they first came in to know Jesus Christ. I've seen people come and give their hearts to the, to the Lord and then 10 years later be in the same place, in the same position they were in 10 years prior. And I look at that and I go, something is wrong, something is not right. Uh, there's no way that a baby is born and does not grow. When we give our hearts to Christ, we're like, newborn, we're like newborns in the kingdom of God. But in being newborn, we have to grow. So as the years go by, it's God's intention for us to grow spiritually and to mature spiritually, mentally as we grow older too, and become the Christians who are conquerors because God called each and every one of us to be conquerors through Christ Jesus and be conquerors for his glory. So one of the things that I say is, I'm going to say this today, I, 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 you know, if, if it bothers you, I feel bad for you, but it, I don't really care. <laughs> Bottom line. <laughs> I don't really care, because um, I just got to say what the Lord gives me and the truth. Many of us are in Christ Jesus, but we're still speaking the way we spoke before we came to Christ. We're still cussing. Come on, let's be for real. We're still sinning, and we're still doing the same exact thing that we were doing before we came to Christ. With the only mindset of God is good, God is going to forgive me, because I've heard all of this before. Um, I know I'm a sinner, 
but you know if I do wrong then I just repent the very next hour and it's okay God forgives and then you're wondering why you're in the same position you were 10 years ago I've seen people say God is going to forgive me no matter what yeah he forgives you and that's all fine and dandy but he did not call you to remain the same person that you were before you came to Christ. You got to change your language. You got to stop your sinning. You got to stop doing what God is not pleased with. Because the moment you stop doing those things and you start living righteous for Christ, I'm going to tell you, your situation is going to start turning around. And that's when you're going to start seeing things change in your life. But we want the change without action. We're not going to change. We're not going to change the way we are. So we'll grieve the Holy Spirit and, for, and ask forgiveness every week. That's, I'm going to tell you right now, that's not the way it works. That's not the way it works. And then we want what? We want victory. We want to be victorious in things. We don't want to be depressed. Well, maybe you're depressed because you're not doing the right thing in your life. Maybe you're not living for Christ the way you should be living for Christ. <laughs> right? So we need to get to a point where we realize, you know, what is my relationship with the Holy Am I grieving the Holy Spirit? Have you guys ever asked yourself that? Am I grieving the Holy Spirit? Am I living my life in sin still, still thinking that I'm going to cruise on by? I'm going to tell you something. God is looking at that. And you may be saved when you go, but I'm telling you, there's still going to be a judgment day. <laughs> We're all going to be judged by him. What did you do with your life, you know, when you came to Christ? What did you do for others? You know, we're always thinking about self and living our lives the way we want to live them without consequences. I'm going to tell you there's going to be a lot of consequences. And you're going to have to live through those consequences. And you got no one else to blame but yourself. So we need to start reflecting. We need to start understanding who is the Holy Spirit. He's a person that lives and dwells inside of you. So you think he's going to be pleased if you continue to live your life? against the word of God because when you came to Christ and the Holy Spirit began to dwell in you you need to now live your life according to what to his word so you got to live according to the word of God now now you have a responsibility to do so when you say I receive you Lord Jesus and I know it hurts because sometimes we don't want to live we want to change the Bible a lot of people like to change the Bible I'm changing it I, change the, I hear people doing that. They change the verses to suit them. <laughs> you know, and you talk to them, and they're changing verses on you. And you're like, I don't think that's what the Lord meant when he said that. I think that you got the wrong idea here. And they start changing to suit their situation or to suit themselves. Well, God says that he'll forgive me. Yeah, but he didn't say that you should continue living like this. You know, so they try to change things. And I said, I'm sorry. I wish we could all do that. That would be pretty nice, wouldn't it? But we cannot all change the word to suit our lives and to suit our lifestyle. All the lifestyle that we want to live. Not necessarily the lifestyle that the word of God is telling us to live. Hallelujah. How did you, how, do you guys know that also the Holy Spirit, he intercedes with groaning and prompting. He prompts us to pray. And prayer is so important in relation to the Holy Spirit. I hear a lot of people saying, I'm praying for this and I'm praying for that. But sometimes we don't understand what it really means to pray the will of God or to pray within the word of God. 
Sometimes we're praying for things that I don't think God is going to really give you that realistically because I don't think it's going to be a blessing for you. But there are people who begin to pray for things and, and they go through situations and I tell them, well, are you asking the Holy Spirit how to pray? Because if you get on your knees and you begin to speak to God, the Holy Spirit's going to guide you and it's going to teach you how to pray, what to say, exactly how to pray. How many of you have been in situations where you had to rely on the Holy Ghost for prayer? Because you didn't know what to pray. I'm going to tell you there are times that I'm praying for people or praying for, in situations and I'm not even sure what I'm praying about. I'm like, and I go like this and I put my arms up in the air like this. But you don't really see me putting my arms up in the air like this. I just do it in my mind. So you don't see me going like this. It's just in my head. And I'm going, what am I supposed to pray about? You know? And that's when you have to just rely on the Holy Spirit. And you got to pray. And you just got to grab on to the Spirit of God and say, I'm not sure what I'm praying about. I'm not sure how to go about praying for this situation. But God, you know exactly what I have to pray and how I have to pray it. And when you do that, the Holy Spirit just gives you direction right on the spot. How many times that happened to any of you? I mean, it has happened to me so many times where the Holy Spirit just immediately gives me direction and tells me what I need to pray for, how I need to pray. And let me tell you, when you, can rely, when you rely on the Spirit of God to teach you how to pray and exactly what to pray for, I'm going to tell you, you're going to see results. You're going to see results because you're relying not on, just on your own capability or your own self, but you're relying on the Holy Spirit to lead you. And that's what I love about the Holy Spirit. He leads us. How many of you have been in situations where even you're walking outside and the Holy Spirit is speaking to you and leading you? I've been through situations like that where the Holy Spirit is just leading me. You know, I was walking one time in the Bronx and I was coming home and, and I saw two guys in the corner and they started following me. But the Holy Spirit had already prompted me. So I was already aware, okay, these guys are following me. I was by myself. And I was like, okay, I crossed the street. They crossed the street behind me too. And I was by myself, nobody around, but I wasn't by myself, okay? I had the angels of the Lord watching over me, and I had the Holy Spirit, you know? But the Holy Spirit quickened me really quick and told me, cross the street, do it. And I just started listening to, to that voice that is within you, because sometimes you think it's yourself. No, this is the Holy Spirit speaking to you, okay? The Holy Spirit does speak to us, and I did exactly what the Holy Ghost told me, and I was able to escape, and they had to keep walking because they no realized that I had their number and that I knew that they were following me at the time. So, you know, the Holy Spirit can take you out of any situation that you are in. When you rely on the Holy Ghost and you're totally dependent, how many of you are totally dependent on the Holy Spirit? Because I'm totally dependent upon the Holy Spirit to lead me and to guide me in everything that I do, everything that I say, and everywhere that I go. It says here that he searches our hearts. Romans 8.27. He searches our hearts. And don't get it up there, I think. Romans 8.27. Likewise, the spirit, of, the spirit also helps in our weakness. In our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray. Oh, this is about the prayer. For as we ought to. But the Spirit himself does what? Makes intercession for us with what? With groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts know what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for their saints. According to the, isn't that fantastic? According to the will of God. Hallelujah. Isn't that a blessing? God is good. 
He talks to us. Revelation 2.7. He talks to us. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. He who has an ear, let him what? Let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. I was re doing some research and, um, on the computer, and I came across an interesting article that I wanted to share with you. Um, you know, and, I, and I titled it, Understanding the Dynamics of the Holy Spirit. Understanding the Dynamics of the Holy Spirit. And he talked about, he says, that he likens understanding the dynamics of the Holy Spirit as two sailors. Okay, we're two sailors. We make believe we're two sailors. For people, some people have been on boats before, right? <laughs> we're two sailors. And he talks about how one sailor knows how to navigate, understands his boat, understands how the ocean works, understands the other one has no knowledge of it at all. So the one with understanding, because he understands how his boat works, he understands navigation, he understands, and I call this navigating through life, because boy, do we have to navigate through life. And he was saying that, you know, when you understand your equipment, okay, when you understand it, when you have a good understanding of your equipment, your boat, or whatever it is, he says, you're going to get through the storm. Because you have a better, who's going to get through the storm? The person with the better understanding of how their equipment works and how to navigate or the person who has no knowledge whatsoever? The person with no knowledge is going to do what? It probably is going to sink and die because they had no knowledge of how to navigate the high seas. Where the person who had the knowledge of the boat and how that worked was able to get through the storm. So he likened that to the Holy Spirit in a sense. He says, in life, some people have understood the power of the Holy Spirit within them and they're able to navigate through the storms and get through them alive and well. While there are others who have no knowledge or very little knowledge of the Holy Spirit that resides within them, therefore when the storms do come, because I'm going to tell you right now they are going to come and they'll continue to come, and some storms are worse than, how many of you have been in storms in the open ocean? Okay? I was in a storm in the open ocean. It ain't a pretty picture. It's not a pretty picture. And let me tell you, that's when you do a lot of praying. Because that's it. You're thinking, you're going, that's it. You know, it might be the last day you, 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 you see anybody. Or, you, you know, the last day here on earth. We were, my husband and I were caught up in a, in a, in a, in, in a cruise ship. I know some of you heard this story before, and we were going, it was really bad, and the storms was, the seas were just, the waves were 80 foot high, and it was so bad. And we were caught in that storm. I thought I was in a movie because it felt so surreal at the moment. So I said, I'm in a movie here. I, the belt, it was going like this, like this. So the chairs were going, you know, when you see in the movie, the chairs going from one end to the other like this? that's exactly the way it was. So I said, I kept looking at the chair going back and forth. I'm like, you know, just squeaking, going back and forth. You know, I'm like, okay, is this a movie? Is this real or what? But let me tell you, when you're in a storm as a child of God, you need to know how to navigate through that storm. You need not to give up. Because sometimes what we do is we give up too quickly because we don't understand the power that resides within us. 
We don't understand that the Holy Ghost is going to bring you through whatever you're going through. Well, in our heart of hearts, it's hard for us to believe that. It's hard for us to understand or comprehend that because we operate on self, meaning we think we want to take care of everything ourselves, that we have the power ourselves to deal with situations. Let me tell you, most of the time, 99%, you don't have the power, nor do you have the strength. But the Holy Spirit that resides in you and lives in you has that strength and has that power. And that Holy Spirit will see you come through in the name of Jesus, and you will be victorious in Jesus' name. The key here is understanding the dynamics of the Holy Spirit, understanding how he operates in your life, how to tap into that power. How many of you know how to tap into that power to get you through? I'm telling you, every, each and every one of us should understand that without that power, we could barely make it day by day. I can't make it day by day because, and I know you guys know what I'm talking about because without the Holy Spirit, I would want to beat some people up. But you see, I don't because, you know, day by day, <laughs> I make it day by day because I'm relying on the Holy Ghost. No, for real, sometimes you just get so annoyed and you're like, and you got to just tap into the Holy Ghost at that moment. Lord, forgive me. Jesus, hallelujah. You know, and you get that. You got to get that peace. And I go, God, give me the peace right now in Jesus' mighty name. Because if you don't ask for that peace at that moment, and I know y'all, you know what I'm talking about because I've seen some of you in action. <laughs> I've seen some of you in action with the attitude and all that, you know. So I've seen it. I'm not alone. I'm not the only person. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. All the guilty people can raise their hand. That's fine. I'm guilty. <laughs> you know? But you need to know that power that resides in you, you need to understand it and you need to know when to be silent and listen. Because a lot of times we do too much talking and I find that too much talking gets us into a lot of trouble. So sometimes we have to know when to be silent and listen to, that, to the Holy Spirit. Just be silent for a moment and listen because I'm telling you, if you guys shut up a little bit more, you will hear more of God. No, for real, you, if we be silent a little bit more, going through a situation, instead of, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to say this, but, you know, I love all of my sisters in Christ, and I love everybody, but we cry too much sometimes, girls, and that's okay, because God hears your tears, and he consoles you, the Holy Spirit consoles you, but once you finish all of that, I always tell the girls, okay, you finished? Okay, now start relying on the Holy Spirit for the answer. Because tears forget you, but so far, you know, you can cry, you can scream, you can go through your, all your emotions. But at the end of the day, once the emotions are done and once the emotions are over, who are you really relying on? Come on. Amen. Who are you standing on? Who are we standing on? Who are we standing on at the end of the day? You know, Brother Nate was talking about going out there, ministering to the people, you know, and the Holy Spirit, you know, be, let, letting us be used by the Holy Spirit. I'm going to, I'm going to challenge each and every one of you before Saturday, make sure that you're walking in victory before you start ministering to other people. Make sure that you got things right with Christ, okay, and with the Holy Spirit that dwells and lives inside of you before you go and minister to other people. Because if you ain't got your thing right, then that person can't receive. 
It's hard for you to pray for someone when you yourself are in a bad situation and you don't know how to come out of it and you haven't asked God to show you the way out and then you're trying to minister to other people in your mess and then all you're doing is bringing your mess on top of the mess they have. And then we got a double mess. Come on. Then you got a double mess now. It was one mess, now it's two messes. And then you need double the prayer and, and, and people, that, and it just becomes a whole mess. I can't, I can't tell you how messy it gets. It really gets messy. And I see it happen. And I think it gets messy. And I, and I go, who told you that? And, and oh, she told me. I said, no, that's not the way it works. This is the way, because people are in the mess. And they're trying to minister out of their mess. You can't minister out of your mess. Come on. Get your mess cleaned up first before you go and you minister. So come Saturday, come on, tell your neighbor, clean up your mess first. <laughs> clean up your mess first before we begin to minister to others so that God can then really use you. When your heart is right, when things are right within yourself, you know, the, 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 the Holy Ghost dwells within us. So we're like a house, you know, for the Holy Ghost. When things are right and they're operating right, I could tell you, you begin to minister to people and people get saved, set free, delivered, they get healed. But when things are not right within yourself and you're trying to fix somebody else, it just doesn't work. I've never seen it work. Have any of you seen it? I just don't see it work. And sometimes I look at others and I'm like going, okay, she should be sitting down. She shouldn't be praying for anybody because I know that they themselves are going through their own stuff. But yet they want to fix their stuff by looking at somebody else with another mess and say, I'm going to fix my stuff because she's in a bigger mess. That's not the way it works. I'm praying for her and it'll be better for me because she's in a bigger mess than I am or he's in a bigger mess than I am. Don't work that way, people of God. We need to know and understand the dynamics of the Holy Spirit, how he operates in our life. But we need to understand we're not to grieve the Holy Spirit. We are to live righteous. When you came to Christ, you gave your heart to Jesus, right? There was what? Repentance. Repentance means a turning away. It doesn't mean stay there and continue doing what you're doing and just ask God for forgiveness every day. That's not what the Bible says. It means a turning away from sin, a doing a 180 and saying, I'm not going to be this person anymore. I'm a new creature Hallelujah. How many of you know that? A new creation. I'm not the old man, but I'm a new man. A new creation in Christ. Who now is filled with the Holy Spirit. Who has been cleansed by the blood of Christ. And now, because I'm a new creation, I can now be all that I can be. Be victorious through Christ Jesus. Live within the word of God. And be able to minister to the rest of the body of Christ. Are you understanding this today? Hallelujah. He teaches all things. He also teaches us. How many of you understand that the Holy Spirit is a teacher? He teaches us. He is constantly teaching you and I. And I'm going to tell you that one thing I do is I rely a lot on the Holy Ghost. Even when I'm going to teach how many of you are teachers today? You go and you teach. You got to rely on the Holy Spirit for teaching because he is the teacher. He, is, he teaches me in order for me to teach others. I completely rely on the Holy Spirit that lives and dwells in me to teach. If I have to preach, if I got to go minister to someone, 
And I'm going to tell you right now, you got to go pray for someone. It's so important to rely on the Holy Spirit. You know, we've been in situations where we have gone to churches and the pastors have just called us up and said, I want you to come up and bring a prophetic word. And, you know, that's not easy to do. Because you're not, if you're not prepared at that moment, if you're not, you know, you got to be ready in season and out of season when it comes to the things of God. Because I've been in situations like that in churches where I've just had to go up and I'm not ready to give no, you know, have you ever felt that way? I'm not ready to give no prophetic word to no one. And I, and I was talking one day to Cindy Jacobs. She said the same thing. I have to rely on the Holy Spirit because there are times I don't really want to. Even her, she said that. I don't really want to go up and speak to people or it's just too many people that want a word and it, gets to, it becomes a difficult thing for her. So, you know, there have been times that I've had to do that. Cold, you know, just get up and, okay, Lord, and that, that's when you pray and that's when you seek God and you say, Lord, show me, what, reveal to me what needs to be revealed because you don't know the person. You don't know how you're praying or how you got to pray or what kind of prophetic word that person needs in their lives. They might be going through something that you don't even understand. And God is saying, you know, okay, I'm going to give you something to minister to them. And that's when you rely totally on the Holy Spirit and God comes through. He teaches you. He shows you. He is there for you. He is your best friend. How many of you know that? He is the best friend. He is someone you can rely on all the time. Not some of the time. All the time. And for your entire life, somebody, because your friend might fail you, your spouse might fail you, your children may fail you, your mother may fail you, the world may fail you, and everybody, you know. But that's the spirit of God that lives and dwells inside of you never fails you. He is your best friend. He's someone you can come to in every situation and at all times, and he'll just give you the answer. And that's what I love about the Holy Ghost. When I need an answer... And I don't know how, I'm, I'm not understanding how to pray at the moment or what I got to do to get that answer. That whole, the whole, I just pray and the Holy Spirit just comes down and tells me this is exactly what you have to do and you'll have your answer in two years or in a day or in a month or in a week. And I've heard the voice of the Lord speak to me and tell me, when I've prayed, you'll have your answer by this April. And April came and I had my answer. But it was because... The, I listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit when I needed to pray. And I asked the Holy Spirit, how do I pray? Because I don't feel like praying right now. I feel more like killing somebody right now. Come on, that's for real. Sometimes you feel that way. You know, and I don't know how to pray right now, but forgive me, Lord. And that's when I rely on the Spirit of God. And the God just tells me, no, this is what you have to do. And this is the way you're going to pray. And this is the way you're going to fast for that situation. And this is how long you'll fast. And this is the kind of fast that I'm going to call you to do for this situation. And by, if you listen and you do according to what I speak to you, this is for somebody here today. Hallelujah. The Lord is speaking to someone here today. If you listen and do it according to the way I tell you to do it, and you pray and you fast the way I tell you to pray and fast, within a month you're going to see the change. I don't know who I'm speaking to here, but I'm speaking to somebody here right now. Someone here going through a situation that needs an answer. In a month, you'll have your, you'll have your answer. Hallelujah. If you pray according to the Spirit of God, 
if you pray and you ask the Holy Spirit to teach you how to pray, because he teaches, hallelujah, he teaches you how to pray. Come on, people of God. And the Lord is saying, you know, I call you to pray, but you don't want to pray when I call you to pray. Everything is your way, not God's way. We have to begin to lay our lives down and understand that it is God's way, not our way. It's not the way we want to pray and how we want to say things. It's God's way. It's not when you feel like praying, but when the Holy Ghost tells you to pray. I'll pray an hour later because I got to watch the Olympics. No. God don't work like that. You want your answer, you need to pray when God calls you to pray, not the moment he tells you to pray. You want to see changes, they're not going to come by your power and your might. And if you're thinking that you can change a situation through your power and your own might, you can change a person, I'm, you're sadly mistaken. I got news for you. There is no way you're going to change a situation or a person or anybody because you're not God. Don't think that you're God because you're not. And I don't care how much you try to change it through by screaming or by yelling or doing, or even if you're doing jumping jacks or whatever it is you want to do to try to change the situation, it's not changing. And the person is not changing. God is the only one who brings change. God is the only one who can bring change. And it is through prayer, through your prayer, through your fasting. Come on, people of God, because we're lazy. We don't want to fast either. And we don't want to pray. We want to pray and fast when we feel like it. I'm sorry this message is a little hard, but I'm just being me. Because I don't know how to be any other way. And that's why I say I don't care if you don't like it any old way. But it is God's way that you have to do things. And then God begins to bring the answer. You pray and you fast. He brings the answer. And I'm going to tell you, for some of you here who have family members that you're praying for, or people that you want to see saved, children, whoever it is. It's going to be through prayer and fasting. But also understand that man has will. Your loved one has a will. So the first prayer we have to do is change the heart, Father. Soften the heart to receive your word. That's the first prayer. Because no matter how much you speak from your own mouth, it's not going to work. So it starts with prayer. It starts with fasting. And then change the heart, Father, in the name of Jesus. Soften the heart of my spouse. Soften the heart of my mother. Soften the heart of my son or daughter to receive your word. And that's where the change begins. And that's only through the Holy Ghost. Through the Spirit of God, when you're understanding the Holy Ghost and how he works within you. You can grieve the Holy Spirit to the point where nothing is happening in your life because you're grieving the Holy Ghost. You, you got to figure out why is there nothing happening in my life? Why are things not changing? You got to come to a realization and you got to take a stand and say, I'm part of the problem. I'm part of the problem. See yourself reflect because we have to we should as christians from time to time we should reflect on our relationship with god and what we're doing and we should be reflecting am i lord am i pleasing you let's start with that 
Father, am I doing the right thing? Am I, am, am I sinning against you? Sometimes doing that reflection. Is my speech hindering you from using, is hindering from you using me, the way I speak to others, the things that I say, the words that come out of my mouth? Am I hurting others purposefully with my words? Am I offending my brother or my sister? Am I hurting them in the process? You know, these are the reflections that we should have as people of God. And I'm going to tell you, once you can do that and be real with yourself, because the important thing is to be real with yourself and realize if you are, then that you need to change. You need to repent and you need to change. And then once you can do that, you're going to see how then the, your prayers are going to be more effective. Your prayers will become more effective in, in the kingdom of God. And you'll start seeing real change. I've seen it over and over again for so many years. And I used to pray. I remember my husband and I first got married. I think I was trying to change him. And he was trying to change me a little bit. And we were trying to change each other. And we were doing it through words. No, but you got to do this. No, but you got to do that. You know? And... <laughs> I think I, I think I hit a soft spot somewhere around there. There's other people going through the same thing. And um, I'm, we were trying to kind of change each other through words. We thought that maybe, you know, if I tell him this, he'll change. If he tells me that, I'm going to change. Bottom line is we're all human beings, and we're all a product of who we were brought up to be. Bottom line, we're all a product of whom we were brought up to be. Many of us carry, we all carry a way of being as to the way we our parents brought us up, their values, the way they saw the world. And we take that into our marriages. We take that into our relationships. This is the way my mother brought me up. This is the way the values that she gave me. So I'm supposed to be like this because my mother told me I was supposed to be like this. And this is what I believe because my, you believe your parents. You believe, you know, people who, uh, who are older than you, your professors, your, whoever it is you listen to who has mentored you. I'm going to tell you, just because it was your mother, your father, your professor, whoever it was, doesn't mean it was right. And I had to learn that because my mother brought me up in a mindset that was very dominant. She was very domineering. So I was very domineering. And in the beginning of our marriage, we used to clash because I was like, no, but it has to be this way, you know, because I was domineering, you know. And uh, I had to come to the realization as I came to Christ that I had to let that go. That I had to repent from that and let that go and realize that, no, my mother was domineering, but that doesn't mean it was right. Doesn't make it right. So you have to understand that there are things in our lives that we have to let go of. There are things in your upbringing and your childhood. There are things that you learned in school. That I'm telling you right now that your philosophies that you have picked up that are not holy and are not godly, that you need to learn to let go of in the name of Jesus. People who have spoken junk into your life that you have believed for so long, you need to throw away the junk finally. You need to clean up your closet and throw all the junk away. And realize that there's a Holy Spirit that lives and dwells inside of you. And let me tell you, the Holy Spirit who dwells in you is mighty. He's all-powerful. He's magnificent. He's supreme. He's all-knowing. If that Holy Spirit lives in you, oh my gosh, we should be the most successful Okay, prosperous people in the entire world. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about the power that resides, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you, 
will make you prosperous in everything that you do. But how is your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Are you living the way you're supposed to be living? These are questions that I challenge each and every one of you to ask yourselves this coming week. Go home and do your reflecting and see what the Holy Spirit says to you and really listen to the Spirit of God who resides in you as he speaks to you because he'll tell you what you need to change. I'm telling you, I've experienced it for myself firsthand. I know I'm not perfect, and I know I've had to come before the Lord and do repenting like everybody else, but I'm telling you, there are times when even the Holy Ghost has to give me a chastisement here and there. And being chastised is not a bad thing, especially when it comes from God. It's a good thing because God loves you, and he wants you to live your life in victory. So when he chastises you, you should be, oh, thank you, Jesus, that you love me enough. Oh, hallelujah. That you love me enough to chastise me and to teach me when I am wrong. Just like a parent would do with a child. If you love your child, what do you do? You're going to chastise them. You're going to scold them. You're going to do whatever you need to do. He who fails to discipline his own child hates his own child, the Bible says. See, God doesn't hate us. He loves us, so he never fails to discipline. We have to listen to that voice within ourselves and that voice of God and say, yes, Lord, I'll change and be willing to change. You cannot continue to live your life the way you've been living it for all these years and expect miracles in your life because it's not going to happen, I'm telling you right now, until you begin to live the way you should be living. Is this okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this week, I challenge you guys to do that. Go home and reflect. Who is the Holy Spirit? How does he speak to me? How many of you know how the Holy Spirit speaks to you? Because I've heard people also say, I don't know how the Holy Ghost speaks to me. Do you understand who the Holy Spirit is? If you don't have that understanding, you need, you need to get a clear understanding today. Because he is your best ally. He is the best thing you can have in your life at this point in time. So if you don't understand how the Holy Spirit works within you, you need to ask questions. You need to read the word of God. And when you begin to read his word, you begin to understand and you begin to get knowledge. So start getting knowledge. I encourage each and every one, you get knowledge, get it today. You don't have time to waste. You need knowledge and you need it today because I'm telling you, it's getting harder out there. It's not going to get easier. And you're going to fall by the wayside if you don't get the knowledge that you need today. If you don't, if you don't understand how the Holy Ghost is going to be on your side and work with you, you're going to fall. How many of you know things are getting worse out there? They're getting worse. We're living in the last... Uh, today, it's like we're living in Sodom and Gomorrah. Everybody wants to live their own way. Everybody wants to do their own thing. And sin is abounding. But you know that we are the light of the world. And God has called us to be the light that shines in the midst of the darkness. So I'm going to leave you with this today. I want you each to reflect today on this word because I believe God is going to be speaking to us strongly these next couple of weeks on the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit dwells within us and how he works in us and how he can work through us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.